Welcome to the Majestic Truth Podcast. Join us as we delve into the mysteries of the universe, explore the unexplained, and shed light on some of the most important events that have occurred and are occurring in our world today. Get ready to open your mind, expand your horizons, and discover the extraordinary. This is the Majestic Truth Podcast. And now your host, Michelle. Welcome back, Truth Seekers, to another episode of the Majestic Truth Podcast, the show that explores the most intriguing mysteries and unexplained phenomena from our world and beyond. I'm your host, Michelle, and today we're delving deep into the 1952 Washington, D.C. UFO flap. Before we kick off the show here, head on over to MajesticTruth.com forward slash episode 15. That's MajesticTruth.com forward slash episode and the number 15. And check out the overview of this particular episode. Now, let me give you a brief event summary. In the summer of 1952, the nation's capital became the epicenter of one of the most intriguing and controversial chapters in American ufology the Washington, D.C. UFO flap. This wave of sightings captivated the world and left a lasting impact on public opinion, government response, and the study of unidentified flying objects. The UFO flap began on the night of July 19, 1952. A warm and humid evening that was about to become etched in UFO history. It all started at approximately 8.15 p.m. when multiple witnesses, including pilots, air traffic controllers, and radar operators, reported seeing strange objects in the skies above the nation's capital. These sightings were unlike anything previously encountered as the objects exhibited extraordinary speed and maneuverability, defying the known laws of physics. News of the sightings quickly spread, triggering a media frenzy and causing mass public panic. Reports flooded in from all over the city with eyewitnesses describing formations of bright lights, erratic movements, and even close encounters. The puzzling nature of these sightings gripped the imagination of the American public, fueling both fascination and fear. The initial response from the U.S. Air Force was dismissive, attributing the sightings to temperature inversions causing radar reflections. As the sightings persisted and increased in intensity, the government felt compelled to take the matter more seriously. On July 29th, a press conference was held at the Pentagon, where Air Force Major General John Sanford addressed the nation, stating, there have been a rash of reports of unidentified flying objects. We can't ignore them. Project Blue Book, an official investigation was then initiated to determine the nature and origin of these unknown objects. Now, scientific experts, military officials, and intelligence agencies were brought in to analyze the data, conduct interviews with witnesses, and provide explanations for the sightings. 
but the more they delved into the reports, the less they were able to provide definitive answers. Eyewitness accounts played a crucial role in shaping the understanding of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap. Ordinary citizens alongside trained professionals described their encounters with these mysterious and aerial phenomena. They recounted silver disks flying in formation, swift maneuvers defying the capabilities of known aircraft, and objects that seemed to appear and disappear at will. Meanwhile, the public demand for answers grew and pressure mounted on the government to address the situation with transparency. This led to weeks of intense scrutiny and public hearings where witnesses shared their experiences and experts testified about the possibility of extraterrestrial visits. The hearings fueled a public fascination with UFOs, culminating in a groundbreaking Life magazine article on September 22nd, 1952, which featured multiple UFO sightings, including those from Washington, D.C. As the press and public attention intensified, so did the number of sightings. There was a second weekend of sightings on July 26 through 27, 1952, further deepening the mystery. The objects seemed bolder and more brazen, appearing not only over Washington, D.C., but also other nearby military installations. Witnesses reported seeing bright lights zigzagging across the sky and hovering near sensitive government facilities. The high level of activity and the inability to explain the sightings only added to the growing intrigue surrounding the UFO flap. In the quest for answers, various theories and explanations emerged. Some suggested that the sightings could be explained by misidentified conventional aircraft, weather phenomenon, or even psychological illusions. Skeptics theorized that the sightings were part of a mass hysteria or a psychological response to Cold War fears and anxieties. Others lean towards the idea of extraterrestrial visitors observing Earth or secret government experiments. Despite the numerous hypotheses, no clear consensus was reached. While the government's investigation ultimately ended without definitive conclusions and was officially closed in 1969, the Washington, D.C. UFO flap left a mark on public consciousness. It triggered an era of increased public interest in UFOs, prompting a surge in sightings and investigations across the country. Government agencies like the CIA and the National Security Agency secretly continued their investigations, monitoring UFO reports for potential national security implications. The Washington, D.C. UFO flap strengthened the perception that the government had vital information about UFOs. It was not sharing with the public, leading to a deep-seated distrust of official explanations. Decades later, the Washington, D.C. UFO flap continues to be analyzed, debated, and dissected by ufologists, scientists, skeptics, and believers. Advanced technology has allowed for a more comprehensive examination of the available evidence, including declassified military documents, radar data, 
and eyewitness interviews. While no definitive proof of extraterrestrial visits to Washington, D.C. has surfaced, the remarkable and puzzling nature of the 1952 sightings remains a tantalizing mystery. And there you have it, listeners, the overview of the 1952 D.C. UFO flap. Now let's explore the details, the profound impact it had, and the enduring questions it has left in its wake. So looking further into this, I'm going to break this down, our exploration down, into nine parts. Part number one, the background of UFO sightings in 1952. Part number two, the first weekend, July 19th through the 20th, 1952. Part number three, the media frenzy and public panic. Part number four, government response and investigations. Part number five, eyewitness accounts the people's perspective. Part number six, the second weekend, July 26th through the 27th, 1952. Part number seven, theories and explanations, weather balloons or extraterrestrial visitors. Part number eight, conspiracy theories and cover-up speculations. And finally, part number nine, the aftermath, legacy and impact of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap. All right, part number one. The background of UFO sightings in 1952. In order to fully grasp the magnitude of the UFO sightings that occurred in D.C. in 52, it's crucial to delve into the background of UFO sightings leading up to that pivotal year. The 1950s marked a period of heightened interest in unidentified flying objects, with numerous reports surfacing across the United States. The fascination with UFOs can be traced back to the late 40s when pilot Kenneth Arnold reported seeing a group of nine crescent-shaped objects flying at incredible speed near Mount Rainier, Washington, in June of 1947. This sighting sparked widespread media coverage, and the term flying saucer was coined, further fueling public curiosity about these mysterious aerial phenomena. As the 1950s progressed, reports of UFO sightings continued to pour in from all corners of the country. Stories circulated of encounters with metallic disks, glowing orbs, and triangular-shaped crafts. These sightings were not limited to isolated rural areas, but also occurred in densely populated cities, sparking concern among both the public and the government. The frequency and increasing credibility of these reports prompted the United States Air Force to establish Project Blue Book in 1952, a formal government investigation into UFO sightings. The goal of Project Blue Book was to scientifically analyze and evaluate each reported sighting to determine if there was a rational explanation behind them. Washington, D.C. UFO sightings that occurred in the summer of 1952 stood out among the rest. The number and consistency of the sightings during this period were unprecedented, leading to national headlines and widespread public interest. The sightings seemed to occur primarily around sensitive military and government facilities, such as the White House and Andrews Air Force Base, prompting speculation that they could be related to potential threats against national security. The sightings in Washington, D.C. gained momentum on July 12, 1952, when multiple observers, including airline pilots 
and air traffic controllers reported seeing a series of unidentified objects in the night sky. This incident, commonly referred to as the Washington National Airport sightings, captured the attention of the nation, including the press, military officials, and the general public. Eyewitnesses described seeing bright lights moving at incredible speeds, performing maneuvers that defied conventional aircraft capabilities. Some reported seeing the objects hover in place before darting off in a different direction, while others claimed they witnessed sudden bursts of speed that defied the laws of physics. These accounts perplexed scientists and military officials alike, as no known technology at the time could explain or replicate such behavior. Following the Washington National Airport sightings, public interest in UFOs soared to unprecedented heights. People from all walks of life, scientists, military personnel, and ordinary citizens began to share their accounts and theories regarding these unexplained aerial phenomena. This surge in public awareness prompted an influx of investigations by both governmental and civilian organizations, all attempting to uncover the truth behind the sightings. During this time, the scientific community became increasingly involved in studying UFO phenomena. Experts from various fields, including astronomy, psychology, and physics, offered their perspectives on the nature of these sightings and the potential explanations behind them. Some scientists proposed that the sightings were misidentified natural phenomena or experimental military aircraft, while others entertained the possibility of extraterrestrial visitations or interdimensional beings. In the political arena, the UFO phenomenon also became a matter of concern. The idea that these unidentified objects could pose a threat to national security led to debates within the government on whether to increase funding for research or dismiss the sightings as mere hoaxes and misinterpretations. In an attempt to address public and scientific concerns, the United States Air Force conducted a series of press conferences to present their findings on UFO sightings. Major Donald Kehoe, a former Marine Corps aviator and prominent UFO researcher, criticized the Air Force's public statements, alleging a cover-up of the true nature of the sightings. Kehoe's criticism further fueled public skepticism regarding the government's handling of the UFO phenomenon. Here's a clip from a press conference with Major Donald Kehoe. Take a listen to this. Major Kehoe, as author of the book, Flying Saucers Are Real, what is your opinion of these new sightings of unidentified objects? With all due respect to the Air Force, I believe that some of them will prove to be of interplanetary origin. During a three-year investigation, I found that many pilots have described objects of substance and high speed. One case, pilots reported their plane was buffeted by an object which passed them at 500 miles an hour. Obviously, this was a solid object, and I believe it was from outer space. From outer space. Now, at the time of this presser, this statement he made was incredibly brave. Now, despite the ongoing investigations and scientific deliberations, the ultimate explanation behind the Washington, D.C. UFO sightings of 52 remains elusive. The events of that summer, however, served as a turning point in public awareness and governmental acknowledgement of the UFO phenomenon, shaping the subsequent discourse and investigations that followed in the years to come. 
The background of UFO sightings leading up to 52 sets the stage for the momentous events that unfolded in D.C. that summer. The public's fascination with UFOs, as well as the government's growing concern for national security, combined to create an atmosphere of intrigue and speculation that would shape the way society viewed UFOs for years to come. All right, part number two, the first weekend, July 19th through the 20th, 1952. The summer of 52 marked a turning point in the history of UFO sightings in Washington, D.C. The weekend of July 19th through the 20th was particularly significant as it witnessed a series of unexplained aerial phenomena that captured the attention of the public and the media. On the evening of July 19th, multiple reports started pouring in about strange lights and objects in the skies over the nation's capital. One of the most notable accounts came from an air traffic controller at Washington National Airport, Harry G. Barnes, a seasoned controller with years of experience, observed something truly extraordinary on his radar screen. At around 11.40 p.m., Barnes noticed seven distinct blips on his radar representing unidentified objects moving at exceptional speeds. He immediately contacted nearby airports and military bases to inquire if they had any aircraft in the area, but all responded negatively. These unidentified blips continued to appear throughout the night, disappearing and reappearing on radar screens, adding to the mystery. Meanwhile, on the ground, sightings were not limited to just the airport. Numerous individuals, including civilians, police officers, and even military personnel, reported witnessing similar anomalies. The objects were described as saucer-shaped, emitting a soft, pulsating light. Some witnesses claimed to have observed them hovering above important government buildings, while others saw them vanish into thin air. One such witness was William B. Nash. I have a voice actor voicing what he experienced. I was driving home from work around 9.15 p.m. on July 19th. While crossing Chain Bridge, I noticed a peculiar object in the sky. Intrigued, I pulled over to the side of the road along with several other motorists, and we all watched in awe and disbelief. The object, shining with an otherworldly luminosity, exhibited rapid movements unlike anything I had ever seen before. It hovered effortlessly for a few moments before darting through the sky with bursts of incredible speed. I could hardly comprehend what I was witnessing. It was breathtaking and unsettling. As news of these sightings spread, it ignited a sense of fear and curiosity in the general public. People flocked to the streets to catch a glimpse of these unidentified flying objects, creating a sense of chaos and excitement. Reporters raced to cover the phenomenon, turning it into front-page news. Experts and analysts were called upon to offer explanations, but they found themselves unable to provide satisfactory answers. The Washington, D.C. UFO flap had officially begun. The sightings continued into the early hours of July 20th, captivating the city and raising questions about the nature of these strange objects. Was it a secret military experiment? Or could it be something not from this world? Speculation ran rampant and no definitive conclusions were reached. This mysterious event did not escape the attention of government officials. For them, it posed significant implications and concerns. 
The sightings occurred over restricted airspace, including sensitive military installations, leaving authorities worried about the potential threat to national security. The sudden appearance of these unidentified objects raised questions about the capabilities of known technology and the possibility of an advanced foreign adversary. This led to intense scrutiny and investigations by the military, intelligence agencies, and scientific organizations. One of the key developments that emerged as a result of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap was the involvement of the United States Air Force. They established a dedicated team known as Project Blue Book, led by Captain Edward Ruppelt, to investigate and analyze all reported UFO sightings. Through Project Blue Book, the military aimed to evaluate the credibility of witnesses, assess any potential threat to national security, and determine if an explanation could be found for these perplexing sightings. The first weekend of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap left the public intrigued and perplexed. It set the stage for what would become an enduring mystery and a pivotal moment in UFO research and public perception. Part number three, the media frenzy and public panic. As news of the UFO sightings in D.C. spread like wildfire, the media frenzy surrounding the events reached unprecedented levels. Newspapers, radio stations, and television networks across the country were quick to report on the mysterious objects that appeared to be invading the nation's capital. Headlines screamed with sensational phrases like, UFO invasion and alien armada. The public, already intrigued by the possibility of extraterrestrial life, became captivated by the unfolding events. People found themselves glued to their TV screens and eagerly devouring every piece of news related to the sightings. Reporters were dispatched to Washington, D.C. to cover the story, and their coverage only fueled the mounting panic among the masses. Eyewitness accounts were shared, interviews were conducted, and speculation ran rampant. Experts were brought in to provide their analysis, but their opinions often varied, adding to the confusion and fear. Unbeknownst to the public, government officials and military personnel faced complex challenges behind closed doors. The sudden surge of public interest stretched their resources thin, forcing them to divert attention and manpower away from the other crucial matters. The nation grappled with the delicate balance of addressing public concerns while maintaining national security. The media's relentless coverage captured the nation's attention, exposing the power of the press to shape public opinion and perception. People were bombarded with images, interviews, and sensational headlines that stirred their curiosity and fears. In households across America, families gathered around their television sets, anxiously waiting for the latest updates on the UFO sightings. In an attempt to provide some semblance of clarity, government officials held a series of press conferences. Their statements often fell short, failing to satisfy the public's insatiable appetite for answers. Conspiracy theories began to proliferate, with some accusing the government of a cover-up, while others believe the sightings disproved long-held religious beliefs. Here's a clip of one of these press conferences. This is Major General John Sanford. I am here to discuss the so-called flying saucers. The Air Force interest in this problem 
has been due to our feeling of an obligation to identify and analyze to the best of our ability anything in the air that may have the possibility of threat or menace to the United States. In pursuit of this obligation since 1947, we have received and analyzed between one and 2,000 reports that have come to us from all kinds of sources. Of this great mass of reports, we have been able adequately to explain the great bulk of them, explain them to our own satisfaction. We've been able to explain them as uh, hoaxes, as erroneously identified friendly aircraft, as meteorological or electronic phenomena, or as light aberrations. The great bulk of them. Interesting. What about the others that you cannot explain? However, there have been a certain percentage of this volume of reports that have been made by credible observers of relatively incredible things. It is this group of observations that we now are attempting to resolve. Our basic difficulty in dealing with these is that there is no measurement of them that makes it possible for us to put them in any pattern that would be profitable for a deliberate, uh, custom sort of analysis to take the next step. We have, as of date, come to only one firm conclusion with respect to this remaining percentage, and that is that it does not contain any pattern of purpose or of consistency that we can relate with any, to any conceivable threat to the United States. Incredible things indeed. And decades later, we still have yet to resolve what we are seeing and what is defined as unexplained in our skies. Sanford then says this. We can say that the recent sightings are in no way connected with any secret development by any department of the United States. So if it wasn't connected to the United States development, then what the heck was everyone seeing in the skies over DC? So this leads to public sentiment being uh, becoming divided. While some embraced the fascination and possibility of extraterrestrial life, others were consumed by a growing sense of impending doom. The uncertainty surrounding the UFO sightings affected people's daily lives, with frequent reports of jams at grocery stores as individuals stockpiled supplies and constructed bunkers, preparing for what they believed to be an imminent alien invasion. Religious leaders also played a significant role in shaping public perception. Some sought to reassure their congregations, interpreting the sightings as signs of a divine plan or a test of faith. Others, however, grappled with reconciling these unexplained phenomena with their religious teachings. The debates and discussions within religious communities reflected a society grappling with the implications of contact with beings from beyond our world. As the sightings persisted, the government faced mounting pressure to unveil the truth in an attempt to regain public trust. They released declassified documents related to UFO sightings and investigations. These documents provided glimpses into the secretive world of government UFO investigations, but they also raised more questions than answers. Part number four, government response and investigations. 
At the forefront of the government's response was the U.S. Air Force, which oversaw the official investigations of UFOs at the time. Under Operation Blue Book, a team of scientists and military personnel was assembled to study the sightings and collect data. Their goal was to identify any potential threat to national security and determine whether these unidentified objects posed a risk to airspace or military installations. Witnesses were interviewed and questioned in detail about their sightings, providing valuable information to aid in the analysis. Radar data recorded from various military installations in the region was examined for any anomalies that correlated with the reported UFO sightings. As the investigations progressed, the Air Force sought the assistance of prominent scientists, including astronomer Dr. J. Allen Hynek. We all know Hynek. Dr. Hynek, initially a skeptic, was appointed as the scientific advisor to Project Blue Book. Tasked with evaluating the data and providing scientific interpretations of the sightings, Dr. Hynek implemented a systematic approach to analyze the sightings, categorizing them into three types. Close encounters of the first kind, which is visual sightings only. Close encounters of the second kind, which is physical evidence such as marks or traces. Close encounters of the third kind, which is sightings with reported interaction or communication with the UFO occupants. Intriguingly, as the investigation progressed, a small percentage of sightings remained unidentified with no plausible conventional explanation. These elusive cases known as unknowns perplexed both Air Force and the scientific community. While the majority of cases were explained as misidentifications or hoaxes, the existence of unknowns indicated the possibility of a phenomenon that required further study. Ultimately, the government's investigation into the DC UFO flap did not produce concrete evidence of extraterrestrial activity. The official explanation for most sightings pointed to weather phenomena, atmospheric conditions, or misidentified objects. However, the wave of sightings in 52 left a lasting impact on public perception and fueled ongoing debates about the existence of UFOs. Project Blue Book continued its investigation until 1969, when it was officially terminated. During its 17-year tenure, the program logged over 12,000 reported sightings, with only a small percentage remaining classified as unidentified. The closure of Project Blue Book did not mark the end of government interest in UFOs. In fact, the termination of one program led to the establishment of others, such as the Defense Intelligence Agency's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP, and the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, NICAP, encouraging ongoing research and investigation into the UFO enigma. As technology advanced, that modern era brought new tools to study UFOs. Satellites, advanced radar systems, and infrared cameras offered improved capabilities to detect and track unidentified aerial objects. The United States and other governments worldwide continued to allocate resources to investigate these sightings, recognizing the potential implications for national security. Additionally, through the years, 
Numerous government agencies and departments have been involved in studying the UFO phenomenon beyond Project Blue Book. The CIA, NASA, and various military branches have all expressed interest in UFOs and have conducted their own investigations and studies. From the Roswell incident in 47 to the 2004 USS Nimitz encounters and beyond, UFO sightings continue to capture public fascination and raise questions about humanity's place in the universe. The government's response to the Washington, D.C. UFO flap in 52 laid the foundation for future investigations, shaping policies and protocols that influence how governments globally would handle UFO reports. That brings us to part number five. Eyewitness accounts, the people's perspective. As news of the mysterious UFO sightings in D.C. spread like wildfire, the city was gripped with fear, curiosity, and excitement. Citizens from all walks of life had their own encounters with the unidentified flying objects, and their testimonies painted a vivid picture of the events. Here's an eyewitness account voiced by a voice actor. Her name was Mary Johnson. I was a young secretary working in a government office on the night of July 20th. As I was walking home after finishing a late shift, I noticed a bright light in the sky, unlike any aircraft I had ever seen. The light moved erratically, darting back and forth, defying the laws of physics. I was captivated by this inexplicable display, my heart pounding with a mix of awe and terror. I instinctively tried to capture the moment with my camera, but the object vanished without a trace before I could even take a picture. I wasn't the only one who witnessed this peculiar sight, several others who were nearby also saw what I saw. Another witness was John Miller, a seasoned war veteran. I had spent years studying aircraft during my military service. On the evening of July 26th, I observed a formation of UFOs flying low over the city. The objects were completely silent and had an otherworldly glow. The way they moved defied any conventional explanation. I sensed that the entities controlling these objects possessed superior technology, far beyond our own. This realization left me with a profound sense of wonder about the possibilities of life beyond Earth. Eyewitnesses reported other perplexing aspects of the sightings. Many stated that the objects seemed to be intelligently controlled. They would hover, change direction abruptly, and accelerate at incredible speeds, leaving onlookers in awe. Some described seeing multiple lights forming patterns, while others reported seeing physical structures or domes atop the craft. Each detail added a layer of complexity to the unfolding mystery. The witnesses were not limited to the general public. Military personnel and pilots also came forward with their accounts. In a secret briefing, some military officials claimed that the radar had detected the objects and that they had attempted to intercept them. But the mysterious crafts effortlessly outmaneuvered their efforts. These first-hand testimonies from authoritative figures lent further credibility to the extraordinary events unfolding in the skies above the nation's capital. The fact that military personnel were unable to explain or control these objects only intensified the intrigue surrounding the sightings. Washington, D.C. sightings added fuel to an already blazing fire of fascination with UFOs. People couldn't help but wonder if these events were part of a larger cosmic phenomenon, further enshrouding the sightings in an air of mystery. 
and anticipation. The eyewitness accounts varied in detail but shared a common thread. The overwhelming consensus that these were not ordinary aircraft or natural phenomena. All right, part number six. The second weekend, July 26th through the 27th, 1952. As the second weekend of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap approached, the excitement and anticipation among locals and visitors alike reached a fever pitch. The events of the previous weekend had captured the attention of the nation, and people were eager to see if there would be any further sightings or developments. On the evening of July 26, 1952, reports of strange lights in the sky flooded into local authorities and military bases. Eyewitnesses described a series of bright, glowing objects moving in a synchronized and seemingly purposeful manner. Some witnesses reported seeing the objects perform incredible maneuvers, such as sudden changes in direction or rapid acceleration. The radar operators at Washington National Airport were once again confronted with perplexing blips on their screens. As the objects approached the airport, air traffic controllers were forced to halt operations temporarily to ensure the safety of incoming and outgoing flights. The objects appeared to hover over the city, defying conventional aircraft capabilities. Once again, the military was quickly informed of the situation and scrambled jets to investigate the unidentified objects. Pilots reported being unable to catch up to the mysterious craft as they seemed to effortlessly evade pursuit. Their inability to intercept or even identify the objects further heightened the sense of intrigue and mystery surrounding the events. Hundreds of witnesses, including civilians, Military personnel and government officials lined the streets and rooftops, their eyes fixed on the sky, hoping to catch a glimpse of the otherworldly visitors. Some individuals claimed to have experienced strange sensations, such as a tingling feeling or a feeling of being watched, adding an element of unease to the already tense atmosphere. News outlets reported on the unfolding events, sparking further public interest and speculation. The media coverage also drew the attention of skeptics and debunkers who sought to dismiss the sightings as mere misidentifications or hoaxes. The sheer number of witnesses and the consistency in their descriptions of the objects left many open to the possibility that something truly extraordinary was happening. Behind the scenes, within the corridors of power, there was a flurry of activity. Government officials convened meetings to discuss the unprecedented sightings and the potential implications. Intelligence agencies exchanged information and analyzed data, attempting to uncover any possible explanation for the baffling phenomena. While some officials leaning towards traditional explanations or possible secret military tests, others couldn't help but entertain the notion of extraterrestrial involvement. Reports of confidential briefings emerged, suggesting that government officials had been made aware of additional details not shared with the public. Unconfirmed rumors circulated about the intercepted transmissions and clandestine investigations. The whispers of a potential cover-up grew louder, with conspiracy theorists speculating that the government was deliberately hiding the truth from the public. One particular incident during the second weekend added an even deeper layer of intrigue. A witness who requested anonymity reported a close encounter with one of the objects. The witness claimed to have captured detailed footage of the craft, 
which showed intricate patterns of lights and a structure unlike anything known to human technology. The witness shared the footage with a trusted contact in the scientific community, who, in turn, discreetly forwarded it to government officials. Behind closed doors, scientists huddled over the footage, analyzing and attempting to decipher its hidden secrets. The images revealed fascinating details about the craft's propulsion system and unconventional design, igniting speculation about technological advancements far beyond human comprehension. These revelations prompted a coalition of scientists and researchers to form a top-secret task force dedicated to investigating the phenomenon. As the second weekend of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap drew to a close, the mystery of the unidentified objects remained unsolved. The events of those two weekends had captivated the nation, fueling ongoing debates about the existence of extraterrestrial life and the government's involvement in UFO sightings. Skeptics and believers alike continued to analyze the available evidence while awaiting further revelations. Part number seven, theories and explanations, weather balloons or extraterrestrial visitors. In the midst of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap of 52, the public and authorities alike were desperate for answers. Speculation and theories began to emerge, attempting to explain the sightings that had captivated the nation and caused widespread panic. Two main theories stood out as the most popular explanations weather balloons, and extraterrestrial visitors. The weather balloon theory favored by skeptics and the government was a commonly accepted explanation. <laughs> During this time, weather balloons were often used by the U.S. government and meteorologists to collect atmospheric data. These large balloon-like structures equipped with instruments were capable of ascending to high altitudes, and their appearance could be mistaken for unidentified flying objects. The proponents of the weather balloon theory argued that the sightings in D.C. were simply misinterpretations of these weather balloons. They claimed that the bright lights and erratic movements reported by witnesses were actually the result of atmospheric conditions and the effects of sunlight reflecting on the balloon's surface. <laughs> they pointed to the fact that the government had acknowledged the presence of these balloons in the area for scientific research purposes further solidifying their case. Now, theory number two, the extraterrestrial visitors theory, embraced by believers and conspiracy theorists alike, gained considerable traction as well. In the context of the Cold War and the growing anxiety surrounding the nuclear arms race, the idea of alien spacecraft visiting the nation's capital was both intriguing and frightening. Some suggested that these UFOs were advanced technology from an extraterrestrial civilization possibly conducting surveillance or even preparing for an invasion. Believers in the extraterrestrial explanation pointed to the characteristics of the sightings that seemed to defy conventional explanations. Witnesses consistently reported observing objects that move with extreme speed and agility, making sharp turns and sudden maneuvers that far surpassed the capabilities of any known earthly aircraft. They argued that the mere presence of these unidentified objects, coupled with the sophistication of their movements, strongly suggested an otherworldly origin. Proponents of the extraterrestrial visitors theory drew attention to other UFO incidents that had occurred in the United States and around the world. 
They highlighted similarities in eyewitness accounts and described patterns in the behavior of these objects, suggesting a cohesive phenomenon that transcended national borders. These accounts included reports of close encounters with extraterrestrial beings and claims of abductions, further fueling the belief in an alien presence. While both the weather balloon and extraterrestrial visitors theories had their supporters, there was no definitive evidence to conclusively prove either explanation. The lack of clear photographs or physical evidence added to the ambiguity surrounding these sightings, leaving room for speculation and endless debates. It's worth noting that during this period, there were also skeptics who proposed alternative explanations beyond weather balloons or ET visitors. Some suggested that the sightings could be attributed to advanced top-secret military aircraft or experimental prototypes which were being tested by the U.S. government. They argued that the object's unconventional movements and high speeds could be the result of technological advancements that had not been made public, contributing to the confusion and mystery surrounding the sightings. Part number eight, conspiracy theories and cover-up speculations. As the Washington, D.C. UFO flap continued to captivate public attention, it also became a breeding ground for conspiracy theories and speculations of a government cover-up. In the midst of the Cold War and heightened fears of Soviet espionage, many people began to question the official explanations provided by the government and military. One popular conspiracy theory that gained traction was that the UFO sightings were actually advanced Soviet technology being tested over U.S. airspace. This theory was fueled by the prevailing fear of Soviet infiltration and the unknown capabilities of their military technology. People speculated that the sightings were part of a deliberate effort by the Soviets to provoke panic and confusion within the United States, causing them to question their own security and defense readiness. During this period, the United States and the Soviet Union were engaged in a fierce arms race. Each side sought to outpace the other in developing the most advanced military technology. The rumors of Soviet UFOs colliding with American aircraft and disappearing without a trace only added to the belief that the sightings were a result of Soviet experimentation. The public feared that if the Soviets had indeed achieved such technological superiority, it would be a devastating blow to the United States' national security. This fear helped fuel the conspiracy theories and speculations surrounding the Washington, D.C. UFO flap. As public speculation grew, another theory emerged, suggesting that the UFOs were secret experimental aircraft developed by the United States government itself. According to this theory, the government was testing advanced aerial technologies that were far beyond what the general public was aware of. The sightings and subsequent denials by the government were seen as a cover-up to hide the existence of these classified projects and maintain a strategic advantage over their adversaries. Some theorists pointed to the intense secrecy surrounding military bases like Area 51 in Nevada as proof of their claims. They argued that the government was conducting experiments on unidentified flying objects in remote locations, away from prying eyes. The secrecy surrounding these locations became a breeding ground for conspiracy theories, with some even suggesting that the government was reverse engineering alien technologies recovered from crashed UFOs. In addition to these theories, some conspiracy theorists argued that UFO sightings were not the result of physical objects at all, but rather a psychological operation orchestrated by the government. 
They believe that the sightings were a form of mass mind control intended to gauge the public's reaction and manipulate their perception of reality. This theory postulated that the government was utilizing advanced psychological techniques to control the narrative, manipulate the public's beliefs, and suppress the truth about the phenomena. Supporters of conspiracy theories also pointed out inconsistencies in official statements, the lack of transparency in investigations, and the alleged intimidation of witnesses as evidence of a cover-up. They argued that the government and military were actively suppressing the truth about the sightings to protect nationals' interests. Their suspicions were further heightened by reports of confiscated evidence and witness testimonies being discredited or ignored. The conspiracy theories and cover-up speculations surrounding the D.C. UFO flap added another layer of intrigue and mystique to the already captivating story. They fueled public paranoia, generated distrust in official explanation, and led to further questions about the nature of the sightings and the motives of the government. And finally, part number nine, the aftermath, legacy and impact of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap. After the D.C. UFO flap in 52, the event left lasting effects on both the public and the government. The sightings and subsequent government response had a profound impact on the perception of UFOs and extraterrestrial life. For the public, the Washington, D.C. UFO flap ignited a wave of interest and curiosity about UFOs. The media coverage of the sightings brought the topic into mainstream, captivating the imagination of millions of people around the world. Books, movies, and television shows emerged, exploring the possibility of extraterrestrial life and unexplained phenomena. During this time, a sense of wonder and fear enveloped society. The notion that we might not be alone in the universe challenged established religious beliefs and provoked existential questions about humanity's place in the cosmos. People began to question their own experiences and looked for answers to the mysterious sightings, hoping to find clues in scientific literature, ancient civilizations, and even personal spiritual beliefs. Religious leaders faced the challenge of reconciling the existence of alien beings with their faith traditions. Some interpreted the sightings as signs of God's grand design, indicating that humans were part of a larger universe created by a divine being. Others saw the possibility of alien life as an intriguing extension of God's creation, raising theological questions about redemption, salvation, and the nature of the soul. The scientific community also grappled with the implication of the DC UFO flap. Astronomers, physicists, and biologists engaged in lively debates on the existence of ET life. They searched for microbial life in the depths of our own planet, pondered the possibility of intelligent beings evolving elsewhere in the universe, and explored the boundaries of our current understanding of physics and space-time. The Washington, D.C. UFO flap gave rise to a multitude of theories that attempted to explain the nature of these mysterious sightings. Some suggested that the craft observed were advanced human-made military aircraft, while others proposed the existence of interdimensional travelers or extraterrestrial civilizations monitoring our planet. The lack of definitive evidence fueled speculation, providing fertile ground for conspiracy theories to flourish. Speculation and conspiracy theories aside, the government's response to the D.C. UFO flap was marked by an air of secrecy and mistrust. The official explanation for the sightings, weather phenomena, 
and radar anomalies did little to assuage the doubts and suspicions of those who firmly believed in the existence of extraterrestrial visitors. Many accused the government of intentionally downplaying the significance of the sightings and orchestrating a cover-up to maintain control over the information. Despite these challenges, the DC UFO flap had a lasting impact on government policies and the military. Project Blue Book, though flawed, marked the first official step taken by the United States government to systematically investigate UFO sightings. The program collected and analyzed thousands of reports, creating a database of information that would serve as a foundation for future research and analysis. The data amassed by Project Blue Book opened new avenues for scientific scrutiny and helped establish standards for conducting rigorous investigations into UFO sightings. The legacy of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap was not only marked by government initiatives, but also by the efforts of civilian researchers and UFO enthusiasts. These individuals and organizations sought to fill the gaps left by official investigations and shed light on the mysteries of UFOs. They analyzed witness testimonies, researched historical sightings, and developed theories to explain the phenomenon. Their dedication and persistence pushed the boundaries of our understanding generating new hypotheses and contributing to public discourse. Over time, UFO sightings continued to occur, and the legacy over the D.C. UFO flap served as a reminder of the ongoing mystery surrounding UFOs. Despite the government's attempts to explain the sightings, the public's belief in UFOs and extraterrestrial life persisted. This enduring fascination led to the development of new technologies, such as advanced telescopes and satellites designed to explore the vastness of space, search for signs of intelligent life, and uncover the mysteries of the universe. All right. As we wrap up this episode, dear listeners, I invite you to ponder the implications of the events of 1952. It brought UFOs into the public consciousness, sparking a fascination that transcended borders and cultures. The surge of interest in the subject led to scientific advancements, inspired works of literature and cinema, and formed a global community of UFO enthusiasts and researchers. As the search for answers continues, fueled by the legacy of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap, humanity's relationship with the cosmos deepens reminding us that the universe is vast, mysterious, and full of possibilities. What are your thoughts? Send them my way to truth at majestictruth.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, truth seekers, that concludes this episode of Majestic Truth. I hope you've enjoyed exploring the depths of the unknown with us today. Remember, the pursuit of truth and the quest for knowledge are ongoing journeys. So stay curious, stay open-minded, always follow your dreams, and keep seeking those answers. Join me next week as we examine the intriguing history of the green fireballs. Uncovering the experiences of those who have been fortunate or perhaps unfortunate enough to witness their captivating display.
we will explore the scientific quests undertaken to decipher their secrets, the various theories proposed to explain their existence, and the ongoing controversies that surround this perplexing phenomenon. For more information on this episode about the 1952 DC UFO flap, visit MajesticTruth.com forward slash episode 15. And if you have your own theories or stories to share about UFOs and other conspiracies, reach out to us on social media or email us at truth at MajesticTruth.com. Thanks for joining me, Truth Seekers. I'm grateful for every listener and humbled by every subscriber. Don't forget to mark your calendars and set your alarms because our next episode will be available next Tuesday on your favorite podcast app. Trust us, you won't want to miss it. Until then, keep your eyes on the skies, your mind open, and remember, the truth is out there. For updates, behind-the-scenes content, and a chance to engage with fellow truth seekers, stay connected with us on social media. Find us on Twitter at TruthSeekerPod. Instagram at Majestic Truth Seekers and TikTok at Majestic Truth Seekers. Tune in next week as we explore the phenomenon known as the Green Fireballs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>